Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. It's the, what? <clears throat> it's the Clary's Got a Cough, the coffee's had since he was three years old podcast. The one, the rookie, oh, you gotta take that cough. Oh. I'm I'm not gonna let that ruin my day. I'm gonna tell you why I'm not gonna let you let it ruin my day. Cause I just climbed North Peak. North Peak. Atham looked this up. Uh, we, I'll explain it because I'm very good at explaining geography. You take Las Vegas, and to its more or less immediate west, once you get past the city, past Highway 215, there's a it's not a national park, national conservation area, of which I don't know what the difference is. But I know you got to pay to get in this. It is called Red Rock Canyon. And uh, it's basically a bowl with the southern quadrant missing. Uh, so it's very flat on the bottom. And then it's surrounded by cliffs that pretty much go straight up. Some of which cliffs do go straight up. And it's, it's not the prettiest thing. I know it's what people in Las Vegas have for outdoors. I know... Um, the tourists come in, oh, let's go to Red Rock Canyon, and they rent Ferraris and Lamborghinis, and they, there's only, a, there's only a, it's a loop that goes through the, through the park, one way, two lanes, but they didn't paint, they didn't paint lanes on the two, two lane road, so everyone drives in the middle, like a dumb fuck tourist or a Californian, and so, um, Unless you have a motorcycle, you're usually stuck behind some slow-driving fuck. But, because I'm of the 1099 superior race, I wait until the weekday to go to Red Rock Canyon. When the normies, conformies, and inferiors are not there, lining up, asking the fucking poor park ranger people at the, at the gate a billion questions. Like, what to do? Where do I go? Is it safe? Are there rattlesnakes? Having a two-minute conversation, so then when you multiply that times 100 people wanting to get into the park, instead of just giving the park ranger your fucking money, you hold up the line. And the line then backs out on a 159, whatever road it is. Cappy avoids all that. Cappy comes in on a, what day is it? Is it Wednesday today? Is it when, do I got two more days to chill out and relax? Oh, what a wonderful life. <clears throat> um, so I came out on a Wednesday. It is Wednesday, yeah. I'm here on a Wednesday. I'm on East, uh, not East Coast time, Central time, so I woke up a little bit early, had my coffee, hung out with the old-timers at the coffee store. They solved all the world's problem with old man wisdom. And I got to the park at about 10. What time is it? And I made it up in an hour and a half. Hour and 45 about. Left at 10.10, got up at 11.40. And uh, no, 
no traffic. There was no no line. I got in. I saw the guy. He handed the guy his card. He was a local Nevada plates. Showed the card. Waved him through. I come in. Hello. Here's my card. I wave you through. Are there bears in the mountains? I'm a fat, bloated American woman, Mom, who has to ask a billion questions. My name's Karen, and I only exist now because I'm on vacation. And when I'm on vacation, nobody else matters. I'm thinking about getting an RV and driving really slow up mountains, but I don't care how many people it slows down because I'm Karen, and I'm important. Karen the American on vacation in her RV. Had none of that. It was, it was like it's just been a perfect hike. No traffic. I pull in. There was even traffic on the 215. Avoided rush hour as I intended. No rush hour, even though there was construction. No wait. And I drive to the far north west corner of the park. Drive the car as far as I can because <clears throat> it's basically. Uh, it's a off-road road. If you have a high-clearance vehicle, you can actually go around out the northern tip of the park and drive all the way to Pahrump and get yourself a or, or as I like to call it, a paramour. I was trying to find out the name in a video I did because uh, I am pro-prostitution. I am a libertarian. You are two consenting adults, blah, 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 blah. But I, it since all... Sex is prostitution, all of it, um, and the literal prostitutes uh, are actually doing the Lord's work, and they're affordable, and they're usually much more nicer than your wife, which is a lot more costly and a lot more painful, both financially and mentally. <clears throat> I, I think prostitute and whore especially are too derogatory of terms, and so someone came up with the word paramour. I'm like, perfect. Paramour. We are pro Paramore. So you could take the long way out with the all-terrain Jeep and find yourself a Paramore. In pr the Pahrump Paramores. It'd be the high school team name. <laughs> the Pahrump Paramores. <laughs> they actually do. I've not, you don't see them. They're kind of hidden away. Because I went out to Pahrump. Like, oh, did you go to the Bunny Ranch? I'm like, I didn't see no Bunny Oh, yeah, it's tucked away. I'm like, well, they really do tuck it away. <clears throat> so I... Parked my car on that road. Parked, drove it as far up as I could before the boulders got too big. And uh, started hiking up the road. And based on what I could tell, even with internet technology today, the, the people who do like trails.com or hike.com or whatever, they do an absolute shit job of explaining the hikes. Finding out where the markers are. Um, it's just absolute shit. They, they do a shit job. No pictures, no. Oh, but for $29.95, you can get our app and we'll show you all the pictures. <clears throat> Haven't had to do it so far. And so what I thought the hike was going to be, because I, I scoped it out a little bit yesterday. I made it to the spine and it looked like the road, you made the corner around the cliff, so you're going to the back side of these cliffs of Red Rock Canyon, because you can't climb up the cliffs. I mean, you could scale them if you're a really good rock climber, uh, but I'm not a rock climber. I don't have the gear, and I think it's like 2,000 feet straight up in some places. So you have to hike around the back of these cliffs, 
to get to the mountains on the back side. And from what the trails, the trails.com or hiking trail, whatever website I was using, <clears throat> it looked like, okay, you're going to hike four to six, maybe four to five miles. It ended up being four and a half miles, I think, to the trailhead from this road that goes out to Pahrump. And then there's not really going to be an elevation gain. Matter of fact, there's probably going to be an elevation a, a decrease. And then you're going to... Oh, hang on. Then you're going to hit the trail and it's going to go straight up. And that's where it's really going to pain you. Hi. And so it's pretty much a flat walk all the way to the trailhead. And uh, then, and then, then also, then the burn comes. Then you're going to go 2,000 feet straight up, Morley, with switchbacks. So I get past the point I got to yesterday, and I'm hiking. And also I notice once the road makes a curve around this rock, it starts to go up again. And what ended up happening was the most beautiful and wonderful hike I've ex experienced in a long time. Not because of the scenery, but because of the actual hike itself, the, the physical uh, challenge of the hike. It was just this solid, but not too taxing, climb up on a nice road, a nice dirt road. Just kept going up at about maybe 20 or 15 degrees. And, and I was like, God, I, well, I'm going to come down flat and there's going to be some wicked ass uh, <clears throat> um switchbacks and it turns out you do about 80 maybe even 85 percent of the elevation gain on this nice gradual incline so by the time you get to the trailhead it's not that bad it's only may maybe a mile in to north peak there's a spur you could take 1.4 miles to bridge mountain which i didn't want to do i just i don't know i kind of want to get back uh, like, eh, this is enough i could see and but you're not, you, it's, most people can do it. If you got an entire day, you can do it. And so I got to the peak and I, I always looked at these hills and these cliffs from the bottom, from the bottom of the bowl of Red Rock Canyon. And I'm, you know, you always look up these monstrous cliffs and sure as shit, there I am on top looking down at the road, looking down in Red Rock Canyon and Karen with her RV who's on vacation. I'm like, holy shit, I'm on top of this. <laughs> and what's, hey, what's great about it, there's a lot of people out here. What's great about it is, uh, because now you're, you're you're on top of that mountain, and there's Vegas right in front of this Red Rock Canyon, and you got cell phone reception, so I'm taking pictures, giving people the bird. I think if you guys follow me on Twitter, you'll uh, you'll see good old Cappy giving everybody the bird, saying, "How's work, assholes? Today's office." That's standard rigor moral. And uh, now I'm going back down, and uh, even though it was a you know it was uphill hike, oh, it's going to be smooth sailing. Easy and smooth sailing downhill. Just a nice leisurely walk back to my car. Gonna have a 10 miles round trip. And I'm gonna pig out on sushi. I'm gonna go someplace and pig out on sushi. Might get a cigar, don't know. Kinda had enough cigars for the trip. Might go visit Baldoni. I texted him. I say, hey, you fuckers up yet? <laughs> 
Because <laughs> Bell Don't, he works night. Him and his girlfriend, they work nights. And uh, they, and I remember crashing with Baldoni. He'd he'd always wake up at noon or something because you know well that's what he's it, that makes sense. And then he stays up till one or two or even three a.m. And then then he just then then if you ever go to Baldoni's place, he he's got his his little flip flop, uh, not sandals. What do they call it? Not what are mittens for your feet? Uh, Oh, for God's sake, what is it? You're bad. He's got his... Hey, seriously, he looks like the only... Got his bathrobe. He's got his uh, Duray gangster hat on because he's got his long hair. He's got to keep that uh, in perfectly form. Slippers. He's got his slippers. Got his coffee. Oh, hey, man, what's going on? he got that California accent. Not the dude man pot smoking. Just, oh, hey, man, what's going on? He might have touched a surfboard in his life. And so I texted him, like, hey, you, you, you night dwellers up yet? And he's like, oh, hey, man, just got a coffee. <laughs> I'm on top of a fucking mountain, dickhead, but get up. Go do something. Stop being lazy. Oh, and so before noon, the old captain has done more than 99.5% of the Vegas population will have done. Uh, predominantly because they're on Vegas time, and Cappy got up at 6 a.m. their time because he's still on Central time. And that's it. That's that's the excitement. No, I have not been paying attention to politics. No, I don't pay attention to the Democrat nomination or committee or whatever the fuck's going on there. I don't care about Bernie. I did finally get to catch up and binge on some podcasts that I've been liking, namely Adam Piggott. Um... After this podcast, you're going to want to download and listen to, or just listen to on SoundCloud, uh, episode 132. The man had a brilliant observation. Um, hang on, i got to get down. Excuse me. Yeah. Is there a summit pretty soon? Uh, about, oh, you came this far? Yeah. Boy, a ton of traffic on this. Old timer, I don't know if he was close. He was close. Very close. Very close. Keep going, buddy. <clears throat> but Pickett had this great podcast. And he had an option. And the reason I say it's great, not only because it's interesting and entertaining, especially when you consider the handicap that he's Australian. Uh, you know, it's like, like someone, you know, in the Special Olympics, actually, you know, getting silver in the regular Olympics. Wow, Adam said something smart. Bravo. <clears throat> uh, but no, seriously, he had a. A great observation about he's talking about how you don't want a smart woman, and I'm kind of like, yeah, him and I disagree on things. Notably, I'm I'm pro women in STEM because I'm pro everybody in STEM, and he's like, nah, nah, mate, women should be traditional in the house, supporting the man. Not to say you should stop them from going into STEM, but in terms of should women should, now, like, yeah, what are they supposed to do? Anyway, that disagreement decided. And Adam's no dummy. He's, you know, you don't want a smart woman. And his observation was that there's a lot of guys out there, and women too, because it affects both sexes. Said society has, I don't want to say collapsed, but deteriorated, or no longer offers um, community agency, belonging, purpose, or intellectual stimulation 
that a lot of guys are trying to find that in their wives. A lot of women are trying to find that in their husbands. Uh, and to show you the flip side of the coin, um, a lot of women, I know one woman in particular, uh, nice gal, who's a stay-at-home mom. And she uh, got very upset when one of her uh, colleagues, who's also a stay-at-home mom, ended up going back to work because she lost a friend at a play date and she's kind of by herself and lonely. <laughs> Which is which is the draw? Now in the olden days, you, you know there'd be a lot of women together in a community, and they get together, and maybe kids go on play dates and stuff like that. There was support, and the same thing for men. You would have your men's clubs, or your um, I don't know, you're, you'd participate in the community somehow, and uh, and then the wife would largely. You know, help with the budget, uh, take care of the kids, make sure dinner. And you were, you would, you'd go off. You'd be the football player. You'd go off into the field and and go make the money and uh, come back and bring home the bacon. And you would get some some agency from that. But then there'd also be uh, your family would be taken care of. But then there'd also be your buddies. And you go to the cigar lounge. You go to the bar. And now that that is more or less gone. We are heaping or expecting our significant other to fill that void. And he's pointing out that, <laughs> that the women just aren't capable of it. They're not. They're, they're not men. I mean, if you're looking for guy interaction, they're not men. But they're also, uh, you know, smart gals might have intelligent discourse, but if you've been working your ass off you don't exactly want to talk about central banking policy with your wife. You, you, need, you need the opposite. And then to also then expect your wife to have the capacity to be uh, intellectual, uh, stimulant, and conversationalist. When she herself, in theory, in this traditional, had her own duties and obligations, is tired dealing with kids and all that other stuff. It's impossible. It's just not possible. And it made me start thinking about gals in a little bit of a different capacity where it's like, yeah, you know what? I expect a lot. And women are expecting a lot of men. Like he, he quoted a, what was it, Soviet something? Some guy who presumably used to live in the Soviet Union saying, back in Russia, you know, your goal in, in finding a wife was someone who just take care of the kids. <laughs> You know, keep the home, maybe budget, and the women want a guy who would not be a drunk, be reliable, and support the family. And now we, oh, we gotta have our life, our life partner, and our soulmate, and our best friend. You're like, no, that's that's too too tall in order. It doesn't exist. It's not on the menu. No individual is capable of it. And I don't normally. Because I know everything. I'm, I'm a fucking genius. Uh, but, <clears throat> joking aside, the older you get, the more cynical you are, the more jaded you are, and the more balls you are in admitting harsh truths. There's not left, a lot left that you either don't know <clears throat> or can't deduce. As you get older, and if you're intellectually honest with yourself, there's fewer and fewer things or people that can change your mind. Because, like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know the path you're going down because I've gone down that... A uh, line of intellectual inquiry before. Piggy made me think, like, huh, the GF is not going to be capable of 
being crazy uh, porn star cook intellectual stimulator um uh, what do they call the very refined Japanese women who were, they, they were prostitutes or, or paramours, but they were also classically trained uh, geisha. Ge- doesn't it's not going to happen? Doesn't exist. There's not a woman in the world that's that kind of Swiss Army knife. Nor is there a guy in the world that's that Swiss Army knife that could be everything to everyone. And uh, now Piggott, he's like, I, I just want a dumb girl, or maybe not dumb, but not as smart as him. Where it's be nice. Be pretty. Don't question me and support me. That's not too tall an order. And that's in the realm of reality. I mean, in theory, anyway. And for all you guys out there, like, I want a girl who supports herself, has no debt. Uh, I mean, now, admittedly, all a lot of these are deal. No other man's kid. Okay, got it. I got that. But when it comes to the personality... Dude, you guys are lucky to find a gal that's thin, doesn't have another guy's kid, and is more or less in shape. I really, really, you're going to be lucky if you fucking find that. And to expect any more, I'm, I'm not saying, yeah, in theory, yes, women should stay in shape. Yes, women, given what they're claiming and bragging about, they should be able to carry their own weight, manage their own finances. Uh support them, say, you know, hey, we're equal, you know, and when they said, we want to be equal, okay, well, fuck it, they should be, but they're not going to be, they're never going to be, they're women, there's just not, there's too many differences, but with only 24 hours in a day, don't, this delusion of, and I've seen it, now I'm old, and, you know, I never, never understood, like, the old-time guys who'd Winking nod their head, the way a ball and chair. I'm like, well, yeah, he, she seems a nice lady. And I'm like, no, I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> None of them. All the, uh, the old saying, uh, no matter how hot she is, somebody's sick of her shit. He says, yeah, I get it now. I got it. I get it. There's there's no great secret woman who's like supporting and has no debt. There's not one girl has it all. There's always some fucking bullshit. There's somebody else's kid in tow. There's a tremendous amount of debt they're spending. There's an attitude. And not all of that, but there's there's definitely going to be one of these things where it's just like you just can't have a burless saddle. There's no saddle without a burr. In the world of women. I've always said before, yeah, wait for the other shooter. There's there's always a deal breaker, but find one that's tolerable. No, none of them are tolerable. It's like you got an infection and your body constantly well, puts pus around it. And there's inflammation. And they just can't get rid of it. <laughs> but if you, if you temper your expectations. And like, okay. This car is not capable of going from 0 to 60, hauling 2 tons, uh, handling well with a tight turn radius, and is a pickup truck. It, this, this car is capable of these select things. Is this the car I want? And that's really how you... And you know what? Fine. You got great fuel efficiency, but you're not going to get speed or performance. Fine. You got performance, but you're going to have no hauling power. Fine. You got hauling power, but you're not going to have a comfort or room. And you're going to make yourself a lot happier instead of expecting... 
and I'll be damn honest on this one, no matter how many people this offends, stop holding women up to your standards. They're not capable. They're not capable. I'm not saying men have higher standards, but your standards and expectations of women where it's like, I expect it to be this, I expect... Well, you're going to be expecting a long time. And it, and it is shameful. I'm not saying women are not capable of that stuff. They obviously were at one time. And uh, this is not to say men don't have a long ways to go. All the soy boys and neats, you, there's plenty of blame to go around on both aisles. But the only reason I mention this is because you men listen. Women aren't going to listen. A lot of people, well, men are that way too. Yeah, I know, but you women aren't going to listen. You don't listen. I'm not going to waste my breath. You know, if you want, if you really want opinion, come pay me at assholeconsulting.com. You guys might actually listen. So I'm not just mouthing off into the wind on this nice, wonderful, beautiful trail. P- Piggott had a nugget. He had a nugget of wisdom that if we share it and spread it around, it's going to, in theory, make millions. I'd say thousands, definitely, but millions of your young boys' lives a lot better. I was telling somebody about um, Jack Napier. Go to YouTube, look up Jack Napier. Yeah, I was telling, I was talking with Baldoni about this. I said, you gotta, should listen to this cat Napier. He's like, why is that? I said, he's 29, and he has all this knowledge and information he's putting into practice. And, like, you get to see the prototype come off the assembly. Like, this guy is the first, I don't know, he's not the first, I mean, plenty of you guys out there, but of of significant notoriety who puts himself out there in public. It's kind of like, here's kind of the first go. This is the first, you know, A model or T model off the assembly line with all the knowledge and everything we had on the drawing board and all the theories and speculations and all of Tomasi's wisdom and all of my finance and all of uh, Jack Donovan's um, philosophy and Stephen Moline, like and, and here's a guy that consumed it, consumed enough of it and consumed it early enough and puts it into his life. And there's others. This is not to, oh, I don't know, who could we, who could we say else is out there? Um, <clears throat> I only mention him because he's a dick. That's... <laughs> But, you know, you kind of, you listen to Masculine Geek. You always like, oh, a TJ, TJ Martin, there's, that's who I was trying to think. TJ Martin, there's another one. Already owns a home, no debt, 30 years old, self, not self-employed, but works remotely. You know, you're kind of like, here we are at Northrop Grumman or American Aviation. Like, well, we got this plane on a design board, one of the engineers. You know, there's, there's Engineer Piggott, you know. You get, it, you get the tail figured out, and you know, there's me. I'm like, well, okay, I got, I got, I got the, the wings figured out. Did you get the engine figured out, Rolo? And, and there's Rich Cooper, old fuck that he is. You know, okay, I, I got the landing gear figured out. Did anyone figure out that we got the, get her up in the air? Let's see what happens. And it's kind of working. I was like, God dang, this kid ain't even 30 yet. He knows all the philosophy. He knows all the theory. He's putting it into practice, and the kid's happy. That's the one thing, you know, where it's like, dang, I was telling him, I'm like, dang, I envy that kid. When I was 29, yeah, I was ahead of my time. And I was like, way ahead of the, I, I definitely, know, but man, did I still make some fuck-ups. Man, was I wrong about some shit. And Baldoni was saying the same thing. So Baldoni was, uh, where was he? He was, he was at a gig or something. And there was a 14-year-old kid who was playing guitar. And um, 
Baldoni was talking to this 14-year-old kid, and Baldoni was saying, this kid knew his shit. And he was amazed. He's like, this kid at 14 is where I was at like 28 or 30. And, the, and he'd say like, well, how'd you figure that out? I was talking about amps, stuff I, I don't know about, but the equipment, the tuning, <clears throat> the all all the panoply of stuff that goes into becoming a guitarist. And Baldoni was saying, this 14-year-old kid, without even graduating from high school, without going to music school like Baldoni did, was at his level at twice the age. Or at half the age of Baldoni, twice his age for Matt. And he was just thinking, and the kid got it through the internet. He didn't, there was no, there was no misdirection. Baldoni was talking about how he had a library, he had a guitar center, and what, tapes? I think that was it? Like, maybe you get sheet music? This kid is watching videos, he's fine-tuning his craft, and all this information doesn't have to be about dating or women or anything. That's just what you guys put most of your effort towards. Um, all this information is now out there, and these kids can, can jump, uh, what is it, it's a... Uh, a, a science term, not a quantum leap. Is that it? A quantum leap? It's where you just you, you jump a tech, you jump a generation of technology. These kids are saving decades of their lives, not listening to fucking boomer teachers and fucking Gen X teachers and even millennials. They're like going right to the end and I say, "Fuck that!" I mean, I I've experienced it myself. I became a rather competent motorcycle mechanic through YouTube. I didn't have to go to a fucking ITTC or whatever the fuck it was called. And then you see these younger people, and, you know, it's, it, not to brag, but it's, it's the tale or the telling sign of a good man or a good person, where instead of envious, you're happy for them. You're like, you go! It's like, you, you're cheering them on! You're like, go! You know, like, it, not, not to say there was, it, it's not all us, there's the individual, there's, it's the pilot too, you know, like, the 14-year-old kid is the pilot in a guitar fighter plane. And Jack is the pilot in a dating fighter plane that me and all these old fucks, we went out in our crappy sop with camels. We said, fuck, the, God, what the hell? Fabric wings. Maybe we should get him, you know, biplane. Let's try him out. I get the fucking end to do this. Da, da. And, then we, and then we send off on the assembly line a P-51. It's like, Jack, fly this. And we're like, holy shit, look at the kid go. He's having nowhere near the problems we're gonna we had. Oh, he'll come up with spectacularly new ones, and they'll be even bigger and badder, and the explosion will be faster and more. Oh, it'll just be horror, horrific carnage at the end when he makes a mistake. But right now, he ain't making the mistakes we did. Same thing, Baldo. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jen Loken's kid. Not even out of high school, programming code and getting paid for it article in Reuters talking about how, uh, or no, CBC, saying that we should be aiming to have kids have employable skills at 20. I'm like, fuck you. I mean, of course it's the CBC. They're government employees. They're journalist majors on top of it. They're the dumbest of the dumb. Uh, after two decades, we should be able to have jobs that are somewhat skills. Like, no, motherfucker. Like, you should be able to work and be a craftsman or woman by like 1340 it's a fucking sin it's a fucking genocide tragedy uh, how many lives we've wasted where you graduate after 13
15 years of schooling and you don't have a single fucking skill to get a job? You know this outdated analog boomer education system you guys got? It's like, no, internet, skill up. Skill up, get out there, get a job, go, do. And that was one, one really interesting bit of information that'll save you guys a lot of stress when you get older. Or you, you find a guy, it'll, it'll put perspective. I want on the menu steak, bacon, chocolate shake, sushi, and a cigar with a scotch. Sorry, sir, this is a McDonald's. Oh, yeah, we're an American restaurant. We don't serve high-quality shit. We have shitty food uh, and things that are bad for you. That's on the list. And that, that little bit of nugget where it's like, look, your future wife or your future significant other is simply not going to be capable of filling in the gap where society has decayed to the point that, I mean, no, there's no reason. <laughs> God damn it, do I try, guys. I try. <laughs> I went out to D&D. Okay, I got this. Is, this is easy. It'd be fun. And no, everyone's a Spurgeon retard. What else have I tried to do? Oh, ballroom dancing. That's been taken over by social justice. And, and frankly, I don't dance with fat women. It's just, I'm sorry. I, you gotta, you gotta. I'm not a robot, guys. I'm not a robot. I don't want to dance with a gal who stinks, who has purple hair. I don't want to dance with the old, washed-up, divorced, 50-year-old woman on the salsa scene who's trying to find herself a Latin lover. I Just give me a cute, svelte, in-shape, good-looking gal who, by the way, knows how to fucking dance. And I'm not going to be arguing or wrestling with a dump truck that's drunk on the dance floor. Damn, that's what I asked Hiking. One gal was out here. One gal was out here, but she was with a really good-looking guy, and I think they have a great relationship. Everything else has been dudes. Two, oh, man, two old cool cats. Oh, I can't wait to be an old man when I grow up. So, the uh, you got your coffee store, right? And the old-timers, they go there, and, and they solve the world's problems, and, and everything gets better by the time they leave. And I occasionally give them guff. I say, you guys solve the world problem? Yeah, yeah. I say, okay, good. I, think, I, I appreciate you solving the problems before you hand off the world to my generation, <laughs> the guy, I got him good. He, he says, "Hey, well, well, put some money down and thanks." I said, "That's what social security is for." And I got the whole. They all like that. They got that. Uh, but then I was out hiking, and like, I don't know what happened. I must have gotten an early start because everyone was coming up the hill when I was going down. But I thought I was out here by myself. Well, these old timers are coming down, but they were in shape. They they were in good shape. And um, they were white guys, but they were very tan. And unless you really looked at their faces to see the the linearity, I guess, with the frame, I guess would be the... You would have thought they were Latin or perhaps even Asian uh, because they're just tan. It's like, no, those, those are hardcore. Hardcore motherfuckers. Those guys are out hiking all the time. Guy had his hiking hat. He had poles. Uh, his other buddy didn't have poles, but I looked at my, oh, these are white guys, but they are out hiking so much. They are, t- they're as tan as my buddy Khan. As tan as Khan is over in Arizona. When Khan was in Minnesota, he, you know, he, oh yeah, he's, he's darker, he's Vietnamese. 
But man, when he got to Arizona and he grew his hair out, everyone thought he was actually Navajo Indian because he has really dark black hair. And, you know, and then he has this Vietnamese accent. I'm no Indian. I'm not, I'm not Navajo. <laughs> and I, what did he try? I don't think he did, but like one guy kept it just, no, you, you gotta be. And then I kind of looked at Khan. I'm like, you know you actually do because, you know, you're running with your shirt off all the time. You're in great shape. You do look like that classic Navajo brave in the in the movies, except if you got to look at your eyes. That's the only tell where it's like, wait a minute, those are Asian eyes. Those aren't Navajo eyes. But this guy looked almost Indian. And um, I asked, I said, hey, how, how much further? Oh, yeah, it's just a quarter mile up and... Have you done it? I said, no, I have Oh, yeah, you got to do it. Oh, yeah. And they've done it. These guys were probably in their 60s, early 60s. You know, and that's what I want to be. Slamming on boomers all I want. These are, these are your good boomers. These are the ones that stayed in shape. These are the ones that wives still want to fuck. Or who knows, maybe they're so sick of their wives. They're like, I'm going to go hiking with Frank. They're all looking forward to go hiking with, oh, that's the sign of a true old man. Sex with the wife or go hiking with Frank. And then you're, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I know Frank doesn't expect any performance. He just expects me not to die on hike. And if I do, he'll forgive me because I'm old. <clears throat> the wife, oh, you again? <laughs> oh, steak and eggs for breakfast again, huh? Oh, yeah, okay. Shut up. Go listen to your fucking... This isn't a girl's show. Is it alright if we have a guy's show? Is it alright we we speak our mind here? Do we have the freedom of speech? Or do, If you're offended, we gotta come cracking down on this shit. And then you wonder why guys want to go hiking with Frank. <laughs> oh my god. I get it. I get it now. All the old, I got it. I understand. See, that's the next stage. See, right now... We got the 14-year-old guitarist, and we have the 14-year-old Jack Nape, or maybe 29, I don't know, but, and, and they're, they're on those stages, they're the young stages, but I, yeah, and, and the, some of the boomer guys are fine, especially if they're divorced, they don't have to answer, they're finally admitting, like, yeah, fuck these women, <laughs> fuck this shit, <clears throat> it's the older one, this is where your Rolo Tomasi comes in, this is where your, your Rich Cooper comes in, like, no, 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 we're Vince, uh, uh, on, on Masculine Geek Vince, he was married once. like, nope, mm-mm, never again, nope. That, and Pickett even, I'd say, you throw him up in there after they've gone through the marriage gauntlet. None of them are recommending it. Even Rolo says, I, you know, he tells his wife, no, I wouldn't get married again. His wife's right there, I wouldn't get married again. And his wife's agreed, you got a great wife. Great family, married so long, blah, blah, blah. Everyone else like, nope, 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 no. And that's the other thing. This is, I'll, I'll write a piece about this some other time. It's getting out there. You guys want to, hey, you want to be happy? You want a bit of good news? Let me tell you a bit of good news. So I got my buddy Major Ben, not Major Ben, Denver Ben. Major Ben's a different guy, Denver Ben. We call him that because his name is Ben and he's from Denver. And um, without going into detail, his job includes occasionally going to strip clubs. And it's a legit profession. I won't go into more than that. Uh, and 
he ends up talking to the strippers because that's part of his job. And it has happened now twice. Without him asking, without him bringing it up, these strippers have mentioned the red pill. And he was telling, like, they're, and they're woke, and not in a political leftist way, but they are, they are couth, they are aware of the red pill. They're like, yeah, you know, I'm stripping, and, and this, and one was savvy. She's like, I'm saving my money, and this, but I'm trying to find a guy and lock him down, but man, these guys know they're, you know, and all the good ones, and they got their money, and, you know, and I'm not going to have a kid. And then the other one was more uh, vindictive, and, all these guys, you know, expecting that women to be perfect, and then they, you know, and then they come out, they got their wives, they got their girlfriends, and they offer me money, and I, you know, they're just so red pill, and it doesn't matter what their opinion is of the red pill. The point my buddy Denver Ben was pointing out is that they know of it, and and not not in a a passing sense, they know what it is in a functioning a functioning and. Def- dictionary definitions, encyclopedic even, where they know they know what it is, how it functions. And his point was that look, if your rank and file strippers know about the red pill, it's out there. I wrote a piece called uh, the Red Pill Penetration Rate, trying to estimate what percent of men, young men, know about it, and uh, and uh, I was kind of trying to use different measures and statistics. And uh, kind of, okay, kind of like virology. Well, if you have an infection rate here, and I was even very optimistic about it. I said, I'd say there's like one in 10 guys know what the red pill is. And my point was that even if you go a percent a year in 30, 40, 50 years time, the majority of men are going to be quote unquote infected with red pill philosophy, whether you believe it or not. I said, this is, this is great going from zero to 10%. I mean, that's, you know, that's how feminism started out. That's how all diseases started out, except this is a pill of truth, not a pill of lies. <clears throat> but I think I underestimated how, maybe it was in the um, percentages I was estimating. But it has grown much faster than I thought it would. Because now strippers know of it. And then two other bits of data... Um, that obscure, but it, it makes my point. There was, um, so I listened to the Dick Show, and they had on a kid who made a song called How Scott Pilgrim Ruined a Generation of Women. And if you haven't seen the video, go search it on YouTube. It is hilarious, and all it is is about, um, I guess I've never seen the movie Scott Pilgrim, but I guess there's like your standard liberal arts hippie chick with the dyed hair. And she had mental problems or whatever. And it that is so common now. It's a stereotype. And the song mocks and ridicules it. And it eviscerates these girls. Like, you know, it shows meat going... He takes some clips from The Simpsons on the video. It shows meat going into a, uh, a meat process. Cows going into a meat processing plant. But he wipes out the name of the meat processing plant and just puts Tinder and Bumble... And it's and the lyrics accompanying it is like somebody's daughter, you know, is is being prepared or I forgot what it. And then at the end, it just comes out as like slabs of meat. And he rips on their Marxist politics. He rips on their their feminism. And this thing has two million views and huge like to dislike. I mean, it went viral. Then another guy says, "Hey, if you like that song, because I posted it." He says, look up 2019 guy. 
So I look up 2019 guy, and this guy has a, a YouTube channel, and he's got a song called 2019 guy, and he just eviscerates. He not only describes, identifies the stereotype of soy boy men, the 2019 guy, but he just rips them apart. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I get cucked and never fucked, and um, the, the lyrics that I have to listen to again. But that's got almost 4 million views. And I'm thinking, like, okay, population of 320 million Americans, let's say a third of that is younger people, so 100 million, you got 4 million young people, because it's predominantly young people watching, I'm going to assume. You got <coughs> 4 out of 100, that's 4%. All right, that may not be huge, but millions of people now know, and they like it. These boys are waking up, and it ain't some old fart like me watching these videos. I'm sure there is kind of like, holy shit. But it's the young guys, and they're waking up. And if anything, dude, do you guys remember when you were 14? Did you have any street smarts? You were a dumbass motherfucker. You were a dumb motherfucking idiot. Now, and I think the guys who made these songs are late teens, early 20s at most. Now, you have people, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, pillaring, mocking and really hoisting these things up as examples of, look at this fucking retarded bullshit. And it's predominantly feminism and Marxism that they're, that they're mocking and ridiculing. And do you know what a godsend that is? To, to have an anchor, to have a light to point to and say, no, you're not wrong. These women are dressed like fucking idiots. They are acting like morons. They're advocating an ideology that has killed more people in peacetime than the Nazis did at their best times of war. They're arrogant. They're, it's not you, kid. And to have that, to have that beacon, to have that knowledge, to have that wisdom pre produced by your own young generation, not some old fart, some, some uh, indie hip kids making a, a music video on YouTube... <clears throat> you, you, you're never going to be you're not going to be confused anywhere near people in the analog days now I was talking to uh, Michael Kingswood he was in town and he says oh yeah the pendulum's swinging back I say you think so and he says oh yeah <clears throat> he thinks Trump's going to get reelected. I don't but then again I'm the eternal pessimist and until society proves me otherwise I will remain so because I'm batting pretty highly here like 833 <clears throat> but it's not, it's undeniable that especially among, look, the most powerful force in the universe, aside from gravity, is the male sex drive. And men don't care how much propaganda you give them. They want to get the girls. And they will go through fire and hell to get there. And that includes entertaining alternative theories you know that includes and now the data is is readily available there is a canon of work well Roos took his books off <laughs> he took those off but there's it's not this monopoly of you know boomer karens proto karens what would what would be what would be a karen what did they call women what were baby boomer moms names kathy cat is not a bunch of kathys I'll say, just be nice to be yourself and respect a woman. And women are just the same as men. If you, you're a sexist. And a little five-year-old kid doesn't know what the hell's going on. That monopoly is broken. 
And there's an alternative theory readily available. And what boys are going to do, because boys do this, they're going to experiment, they're going to figure it out, they're going to run test trials, they're going to try it all. And the day is, they may not take the path. They may not go and hit the gym. They may not do the work, as Rich Cooper says. But by God, they'll at least know they're not going to be confused. And then another interesting point Michael Kingswood had is he thinks Gen Z women are even going to be pressured because these videos just, they identify the stereotype and then they mock and ridicule it. And he's saying, your average 15-year-old girl is going to see that and revolt. Like, I don't want to become that. I don't want to do that. They're making fun of that. Out of, I don't know what, uh, natural, biological, genetic, gender predisposition. They don't want to be shamed. Speculating that, uh, you know, in five years' time, no girl's going to be dyeing their hair stupid colors and getting tattoos anymore. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's pretty easy, man. Oh, I dyed my hair. I'm special. I got a tattoo. I'm so creative and intelligent. And I didn't have to work for it. That's a, that's a pretty hard sound. I don't know what you're going to do to replace that. But if there's enough shame, there's enough of these music videos that get out or whatever other type of media comes out there that says, look at the stereotype. You're a stereotype. You could be summarized in three traits or three adjectives. And that explains your entirety of existing. You are common. One of the greatest quotes in all of American cinema, a cinema was uh, American Beauty... Where the guy goes to the popular girl, he says, you're boring and common. That is one of the most powerful lines in all of cinema. And once the girls see that, like, oh, you're all the same. You're, you're all the same. And by definition, you are not independent-minded. You're not unique. You could be intelligent, but you're not exercising it. You just exa- you're a conformist to the highest order. You're exactly what society told you to be. But feminists said I was to be independent woman. Oh, was feminism society? Is that what you've heard your entire fucking life? Would you say that's the official stance of the authorities like school and government and teachers? I wonder if that's the authorities in society telling you to be something and you're conforming. Kingswood's a little bit more optimistic. MichaelKingswood.com, by the way. Science fiction writer. <clears throat> World's, I think he also has the website noncommunistsciencefiction.com. Um, he's, he's a little more optimistic than me. I think he thinks uh, girls are going to become traditional housewives. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, that might happen. Holy cow, would that be a rebellious act? Um, and who knows, maybe Gen Z boys, the younger ones, they'll, they'll get, uh, you know, women that, ah, I didn't go to college because it was stupid. I ended up going into the trades and become a dental hygienist. I, I got my own house. I got my own car. I got no debt. You are now a better marriage uh, candidate for marriage. But there, that, that's a good little, a nice little bit of happiness. Nice little bit of happiness. A little bit of good news. That nugget right there. Albeit not now for the younger boys, but when they're a little bit older. You know, a guy like me. Oh, they're not, they're just, I want, I want 
this P-51 Mustang to do the work of a C-135, it was a C-130, I think it was a C-130, cargo ship, and it's not going to work. That can't, no plane exists that's a fighter and a transport and a support plane. It just does not work. And it's kind of sad, I know, guys, you just kind of got to pat them on the cute little heads. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know. And keep in mind, I don't mean that even in a, you know, like, they're dumb. I mean, it's, it's, it's like you have this flaw. The smartest, I'll say it again, smartest person I knew in my life was a woman. Brilliant. I, I just, just, I, I can't even, her IQ it's probably literally was off the charts. Uh, just a brilliant woman. And would have gone out with her, but she just wouldn't eat. And bad hygiene. It wasn't feminine. She, you could see she was cute. She was brilliant. But it's like, hey, eat food because you're not eating food. And then the stomach acid is staining your teeth gray and yellow. Matter of fact, you should get some dental work. Why don't you eat? Why don't you, you know, stop, stop wearing drabby clothes. You don't have to be Darla. Okay. <laughs> No, there's only, I'd say it again, boys, there's only so many points you get to a lot in your Dungeons and Dragons character and no more. There is no girl with 20 strength, 20 charisma, 20 intelligence, 20 wisdom, 20 perception. It just doesn't exist. Now I want to go and play some Dungeons and Dragons. Doesn't exist, guys. It doesn't. And the only person you're hurting is yourself. That transport ship can transport things. And that's all it can do. That gunship can shoot and kill things. That's all it can do. That fighter plane can fight fighters and escort bombers. That's all it can do. And don't ask for any more. I'd give the female equivalent of what not to expect from your husband. Because husbands are not able to fill in the voids of <clears throat> female interaction and female camaraderie and female support groups, but women don't listen. So, But if you women would like my advice, you can go to assholeconsulting.com, and for a fee, I will give you my advice. Which, yeah, we had a couple, two, two young gals, 23 and 19, they wanted to be traditional housewives, and I, I gave them my advice and tried to set them up, and, and that went as to be expected. Once again, reconfirming my pessimism... <laughs> It's just going to be one big-ass fucking experiment, guys. It's going to be... I'm, I'm, this is for the Gen Xers, Boomers, and most of the Millennials. This time is is simply a big experiment to see what happens when one sex is philosophically or psychologically weaponized against the other. That's all this is. This is just a big experiment to see, well, if we take the uh, incubators of society, that would be the females... And in whatever idealistic copes, we take care of them through government and taxation so they are no longer anchored to a man, you know, what happens? And so men have no purpose in agency. You have no reason. Uh, and women then just, I don't know, they go through their own personal hell of, you know, freezing eggs in Korea. I mean, really, what? I, it, was, it was amazing writing... How not to become a millennial because you just look at it, it's like, how did you guys come to this conclusion? How and this is one of the reasons I didn't want to publish it because it's so damn dark. It's like, how did you think that working and going into debt and all this shit was more important than love and children? How? 
And they did, I, I guess once. And then this advocates or pushes my theory that it's very dark, but you know, now that you give women all the money they need, maybe not want, but all the money they need to raise a kid, they don't need men, what are their behaviors? What would be interesting is, what if he just gave women the option that they didn't need men financially? You know, here's all the government programs in the world, here's everything you need, but without the anti-male, you don't need no man, without the feminist propaganda, what if you just had government programs available to him because I I hate to come up with this conclusion but I, I have no other conclusion to make I can't conclude anything else it looks like women really didn't want men that much to begin with it's a very dark observation but I, and we have to look at it we have to look at their behavior women really you know oh yeah men are proposing less and less okay I got it but if given money quote-unquote unlimited resources, and I guarantee your children, women kind of, well, I know you don't need men in a literal sense then, but whatever ethereal, philosophical, romantic, emotional, psychological, human sense, oh no, (laughs) they're done, they don't, they, they really don't need men, oh, they'll get married, oh, they'll have weddings, they won't be a wife, oh, they'll have children, but they won't be a mother, they... They go off into some other world that, again, is their own special hell where they're chasing, what is it, the white dragon? Is that what people who are addicts chase after? The next hit, the next hit, and you think you're going to get the greatest hit of all times, and then you'll be done. It was like that with me drinking alcohol. That's where you had to worry, you know, if you drank too much and you have a hangover, so yeah. But is it like that in this kind of weird... It is like women lost um, an appendage. Or their handy guy, maybe that's that. They lost a bit of their soul, I think. And you just kind of watch them go out there as I don't want to say mindless zombies. That's not that's not it. They're they're cognizant. They're sentient, but they're wounded. I guess that's it. They're wounded. You know, conflicted. I don't need no man, the indoctrination, I'm going to dye my hair blue, I'm going to marry, I'm going to student loan debt, and then the crying themselves to sleep. Kind of look at that like, how's that, I mean, what is that like? Is that fun? Is, is it, did you, you know, okay, you got to conform. I'm looking into some psychological studies about conformity and independent-mindedness between men and women for an article I'm going to write. But... Is the desire to conform that strong? You know, they, your your third grade teacher told you this. So you gotta you gotta believe it. You gotta conform to that, even if it takes away everything that's most valuable in life. I'm wondering if it's conscious, because you gotta really think of how evil a person is to come up with it. I got an idea. We're gonna come up with a religion where you derive all value from your gender, and we're gonna weaponize and turn the other gender into the enemy. And it's going to take away everything that's traditionally given this gender, value, purpose, and reason in life, and replace it with, and that's that's what I don't know, we're going to replace it with a career, yeah, what else? A psychology, philosophy, uh, another religion, uh, you could have, but but it's you. I guess I guess it really is just a, a world of you, your career, your education, you, you, you. 
you can have it all. You never put yourself, you know, uh, before any, everybody is put, no, I'm sorry, you never put somebody ahead of you. It's always you first, and then from there, all purpose, meaning, and value is derived. Well, how do you have some other sentient human being confer value upon you? If you don't consider other people's opinion, or desires, or wants, or their investment of time, you know, like, if that's, that's no longer currency, because that's what I say value is, is other people spend their time with you. So if that's no longer the currency, you derive your value through What? Your degree, how much money you make, your title at the office. No one's hanging out with you. No one loves you. Maybe people do love you, but here's here's the the handicapping aspect. Are you capable of loving them? <laughs> your kid. I mean, how many examples do we have of that? There, where you you ladies can't just wait to ship your kids off to daycare. I bet you. I bet you your kids would love you if you stayed and took care of them and spent time with them. You want the love of you? Oh, no, no. That would be deriving value from other people. And, and then, you know what? <clears throat> Every once in a while, when I think I'm being too harsh, then I remember some shit. I remember being told multiple times by different women they didn't work out to impress me. They worked out for themselves. Like, okay, have fun. <laughs> this is the 90s. The early on. Okay, have fun. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, and I told you guys the story. I'll tell it again. That redhead that I took to a war movie. Oh, I, I really liked her. Uh, that could have gone to Seb. And, and here I am, and I she liked me, man. I'll be bold enough. to. She liked me. I liked her, too. She was this nice, cool, hippie chick. And then, sure enough, what was the name of the movie? The Great Raid. Before James Franco made an idiot of himself. Uh, then she got the pouty face. And I, God, what was I, 30, 31 by that time? When did that come out? Atham looked that up. And I was just so fucking tired. And I, I, I just, and I even emailed, did I do something wrong? Like, more out of morbid, like, what, what is it this time? You took me to a war movie! Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, that was a war movie. with the Japanese guys, and then the American guys, and there were the Filipino guys that helped the American guys. And, and uh, then they duked it out. There was a war. Yes, it was, it was based on a true story, actually. What now? What is my, what is my punishment? What, 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 did, what, what do I do? What, tell me. I'm a pacifist. Never told me this. <laughs> just, and I just kind of... And so defeated, so taxed. You know, even at that age, you think, oh, you had energy. It's like, no, no. We were not Jack Napier. We didn't have energy. We, we busted our ass. So here's your dilapidated sop with camel. You know, it might have a, a German whatever in its sights. And we got to this high level, and the engine is gasping for air. There's nothing left. Just nothing left. Didn't have the energy to get concerned. And I just threw, oh, okay, sorry. Never talked to her again. <laughs> Here was a guy. Not to toot my horn. She liked dancing. That's how I met. She was a dance student of mine. 
He likes you. You, you're this quirky little redhead. And, yeah, okay, you're probably a lefty. Even Cappy was like, man, just, this girl's got spunk. I really like her. Just, don't be stupid fourth grade boy bullshit. I like her. She's kind of fun. <laughs> oh, no, we gotta throw that all away. Throw it all away. Because he took you to a war, innocently, unknowingly, took you to a war movie. And I got you. Oh, hang on. Is there a guy coming up on a four-wheel vehicle? I hear a truck coming. And so I, you know, look, it wasn't right that you guys got to be this experimental generation where the most important thing was taken from you and the most important thing was taken away from women. But if it makes you feel any better, I mean, these gals are... You know, it's like Picard becoming part of the Borg. They don't... I think they're pained. I really do. <clears throat> I, I, Jaden is cynical as my opinion that what rules out in the end between their genetic programming to want and love and care for a man uh, versus their programming and indoctrination... I, again, I'm a man of action. I don't have the time to worry about what you philosophically feel deep down inside and cry to yourself your sleep over. I No, what actions did you take? That's the only thing I can interact with. That's the only tangible thing that you present to the real world to be judged and de- decided and acted upon. And it's very clear, women prefer careers and politics and education, blah, 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 over love and human interaction. That's just, that's just what it is. Not all, not all, but most. And, but there's always, there's always equilibrium. There's always balance, guys. And yeah, you got strung along. And yeah, you got divorced. And yeah, they weren't exactly equal when it came to working hard. And yeah, they got fat. And yeah, they didn't shut up. And yeah, they won't go out with you because you took them to a war movie. But in the end, you're kind of like, you, it's not a cliche. You girls really did pass up on some good guys. You really did. I didn't know. Be intellectually honest. Old Cappy passed up on some good girls too. He was dumb. But no, dude. For the for the one or two that I, you know that got away, there were score literally scores of women. Where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Get you. Everything was great when you were drunk and happy and kind of human. Now, who the fuck are you? I had that happen a couple times. I meet a girl at a bar or a dance, whatever, and they're a little inebriated. They give me their number, and then I went out with them, and it was just kind of like they became a school marm. And I'm kind of like, can we get back to that fun girl I met who was, like, dancing on the floor with me? And I'm not comfortable going out with you right now. Oh, fine, bye. Jesus I showed up for dinner. How you... I'm not comfortable. Oh, you're comfortable like uh, two weeks ago, lady. <clears throat> and so... And now we have the wisdom. Now we know why. We know why. There's no wandering in the desert. The Napiers and the 14-year-old guitar players no longer have to wander in the desert. They know why we wrote it down in the ancient digital internet scrolls. It's all there. 
and no one can take it down. It's out like the coronavirus, and hopefully it will spread far and wide. <clears throat> but you know, it, it is kind of special for the gals. No, it, it tickety tock, tickety tock. You have a timeline. Men really don't have a wall, but I, I do think we do have kind of a wall. Well, I think it's just age. <clears throat> uh, criticism many people have of what is it, Rule Zero? Those guys is that they're all old. None of them are dating. They're all or, or they're spoken for. They just, and they just don't want to go back in the game. Oh, here are these guys who aren't in the game talking about game. It's like, yeah, they're smart. They're wise. They don't want to go into the game. You lose your energy. You're like, fuck this shit. This is a waste of fucking time. And and our our teammate or not our teammates our our the the opposing team is not very sportsmanlike. With the fucking psycho crap and the bullshit and the pain assery. It's not a fun game to play. And so what's probably going to end up happening... I mean, it's, it, it's over for Gen X women. Gen X women, it's, it's done. It's done. You do, no, no. I'm sure you might be able to go find love, ladies. I'm sure. But the kids in the future, Gen that's over. That's not going to happen. That, that, that ship has sailed. Millennials, I think the indoctrination is too thick and thorough. Um, and I don't know what else other than politics millennial women have. I mean, please tell me what else you girls bring to the table. Please. <clears throat> this is where I, I cherish STEM women so much, and Adam doesn't. I, I just like, come on, look at her. Not only did they do something hard, but they bucked their fucking indoctrination and programming and actually went into something worthwhile and cool. Gen Z, though, at minimum what can be said about them <clears throat> is their education and career. They're not going to have to go through the bullshit we did. They can learn shit online quicker. Heck, if they wanted to, they could get bachelor's degrees by 18. My experience with Gen Zers has been they're just as lazy as millennials, but, but they're going to be... They are going to have not only alternative explanations to the official line that they're going to be propagandized with at school, but it's going to be forced in their face because, once again, boys want to get laid, and frankly, guys don't like being treated like shit. And after they date enough, uh, quote, Ramona Flowers, they're going to send that video around and say, look at this. And then that, that weapon is not going to work out too well for too much longer. Oh, God, I remember that. That's a different story. Different story for a different time <coughs> where Cappy came out on top in the end. Uh, let's do some sponsors. Uh, Personal Finance 505, you're going to have to find that and search it because I don't have the link for it there. Uh, How Not to Become a Millennial, that book by Vince Barrick. Uh, it's a book I wrote, but Vince has edited it, made some changes, but it's available on Amazon.com. Check that out. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the Catholic Red Pill by James DePrisco. Our good buddy Mary Jo is on the cover there. Dressed as a, as a, Just get it for the cover. It's just nice to see a pretty woman dressed like a housewife. The new future of porn, housewife porn. And there's no porn. It's just kind of like, hey, she made some cookies. <laughs> she has a dress on. She looks pretty. That's sexist. Yes, okay, yes, go. 
All you men want is some woman to make you food and be hot and have sex with. Yes. You got it. Well, I don't think... Fine. Go away. It's not on the menu. We got it. We got it. It's not on the menu. Understood. Got it. And you should be ashamed of wanting to have steak and... Yep, got it. I'm a bad person for wanting to have a salt woman who's supportive and doesn't nag. Got it. I I know. And you should be ostracized from society and shut... Yep, I'm a horrible person. Absolutely horrible for taking a woman to a war flick. Yeah, I I should be castrated and uh, and put in sulfuric. Absolutely. Got it. Yes, lady. Okay, just want to be sure. What you... What's... What's on your... Social calendar there, lady. What do you got for fun? <laughs> what ex- are you going to go hike North Peak? Are you going to... What are you doing, huh? I bet you your life is full of mirth and joy. Oh, pig it. Tune in there. It's episode 132. Pushingrubberdownhill.com. Uh, book by the same name. One of the mandatory books to read. Look at this. I even got a podcast done while on this hike. I'll be done by 2 o'clock. I'm going to sit on my fucking ass. Get more coffee. Shit, do I miss booze. Fucking hell. Have a victory drink today. That's what I should do, but I won't. Maybe I come home to a svelte wife and has cookies made for me. Ha <laughs> oh, ha! Oh, 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 so funny. Oh, who else we got for sponsors? I got a new sponsor. Um, David Burnett. He's a Canadian. Uh, he um, he's going to have a seminar in Vegas in April about buying businesses and things like that. And I got a. I gotta plug that officially. Who else? Uh, oh, Adam, not Adam Pickett. Um, Randy Bentwick's book, uh, The Pence Principle. Um, basically, how not to get me too'd. Here's how you get not me too'd move, <laughs> leave, don't go out. Film every interaction you have with a woman. <clears throat> oh, God, it's become that. I, uh, uh, well, uh, all those books are on paperback and Kindle. Noncommunistsciencefiction.com. Oh, TJ Martinell. Let's give TJ Martinell a plug. You can go to tjmartinell.com. Get his books. Uh, what is it? The Stringers, The uh, Informers. Forget the third one. Obviously, the masturbators, but that's not it. But you can find tjmartinell.com. Very uh, poignant observation. Very good predictive book. Uh, clairvoyant, that's what. Clairvoyant book. Books. <coughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, the Masculine Geeks. Go to masculinegeek.com. They're coming out with a book, too. Holy shit, I still got a ways to go. I remember that knoll. I gotta get to the other side of that knoll. Jesus. Uh, and then go to my website, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Get my books. Bachelor Pad Economics. Curse of the High IQ. Um, 
Poor Richard's retirement. That's a that's a must. Reconnaissance, man. There's some that you young boy. You want a bit of wisdom that isn't. We're not talking dating or finance or majoring in stupid shit. We're talking about how to find out where you live. That's a very very practical book to get. So I'd recommend getting that book because it is going to save you arguably hundreds of thousands of dollars easily, with housing prices being what they are and realtors' fees. I'd, I'd absolutely do that. All right, and that's it. I'm going to go listen. I want to listen more Adam Piggott or Turd Flinging Monkey. I'll figure out which. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.